Ooh, yeah. Freaking slice me up and call me salami. This is Eric Adams coming in with the Music of Men podcast. Um, I'm all alone this week because I appear to be the only person with time management skills. So it do be like that sometimes, which is fine. Um, been thinking about doing a solo podcast for a while now. Um, obviously, the musings of men. Um, this is the musings of one man today. But next week, hopefully, the boys will be back. Um, yeah, I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to rant. If you don't want to hear me rant, then fine. I don't care. This is my podcast. All right. I'm allowed to rant. I'm allowed to say what I want. I'm allowed to take over and do a whole week by myself. I can do that. I can handle that. And if you don't think I can, screw you, dude. So where do I want to start? It's been, this is week two, I think. When was the last episode uploaded? Too long ago. I'm a very timely person. And my biggest pet peeve is people not being on time and people being late people forgetting so i'll do this every week regardless from here on out even if it's just me some of my roommates might join in the boys might come either way we're chilling the musings of men here to stay for sure when i'm committed i'm committed that's that but in any case let's see have a couple things, a couple stories to tell, a couple things to say for sure. Um, and you know what? I'm going to start with my weekend, last weekend. I went out, visited my folks' place. It's pretty good. It's pretty good for sure. Went to a wedding. Congratulations to my cousin who got married. That's the last cousin to get married. So. For the past six years, my family has been, everyone has been coming of age in my cousin's group. And uh, my, I have two sets of cousins and they've, one set has come completely almost, well, there's one more, but he's really young. So we're looking like for the past six years, people have been, been getting married a lot. So I think that's over for now. I might be next, which is a scary thought. Not really, but kind of. Every time I, every time I try to get to know someone, it always ends up disappointing in the end, I think is the takeaway. And it's not me. I can tell you that. But sure, I've been used tons. I have a car, you know, I can go places. And oftentimes, all people want to ride. And that's it, which is, you know, make that clear. But, you know, I think, I think overall, when it comes to that, 
my time will come. Want to meet someone organically, you know, if that ever, you know, I don't foresee this for quite some time, obviously, because I'm real busy with everything else. And I want to have my life established a bit, you know, and be be going good in a rhythm. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy the prospect of one day having that, having a special person in my life and, you know, doing life with them, which I think really is what it's all about. Um, somebody said to me today that life is not meant to be gone, to be sought. Life is not meant to be done alone, you know? So if there is a grain of truth to that, which I think there could be, you know, then I'm open to that prospect for sure. You know, something I wouldn't mind. Got to be the right person. Though. Big, big thing. Got to be the right person. Because if it's not, then I'm a goat. I don't need that. But that's interesting, though. So anyway, I was there at the wedding. And they got married. It was cool. Had some chili. Chili was good. Went home for a little bit. Did some gardening. All right. Pretty cool. Do enjoy the gardening. Um, I'm a big plant guy. For a lot of y'all who don't know, I'm a big plant guy. And by the way, I'm in my dorm room today. For those of y'all watching on YouTube, head over to the Musings of Men YouTube page. Um, yeah, I'm in my dorm room. It's really chill. It's good. Roommate's not here. I think it was a Friday night, so I wouldn't expect him to be. But anyway, um, then some tragedy struck. I, so I'm going back, and I, I arrive in the town of Greensboro, North Carolina, and I'm just trying to find some lunch. And I got T-boned, dude. My car got T-boned at an intersection, dude. Bummer. It's a major, major bummer, dude. You know, and I, I'm fine. Everyone's fine. But my car has some damage. But their car, mind you, was completely destroyed. I mean, just, it was just busted up, dude. Little mines, the sports car. All right. Ain't got nothing on my Subaru. Uh-uh. My Subaru held its ground pretty well, I got to say. Given the speed and the, uh, the speed and the viciousness, which is not really a word to use in this situation, but it's the only one that comes to mind, given that, you know, that kind of an impact, I'll tell you what, it was, it was pretty heavy. My car, it went like from this and it jumped like 10 feet in the air and then kept going. I don't know. I'm lucky to have walked away unscathed. Um, they were fine too, but then I had to figure out what to do. So I, I adulted my way through the situation, called the insurance company, 
got all that settled, got a claim started, all that. And then I, I was like, well, I got to get to South Carolina today. What am I going to do? So I'm thinking first, you know what? There is a car rental thing somewhere. I'm sure that I can get right. Obviously I'm at this point 19 and they don't rent to 19 year olds typically, but they say if you have an insurance claim number, they might be able to waive that. So I go to the place, the police give me a ride. The first time I've been in the back of a cop car, mind you. So, you know, been a pretty good stand-up citizen thus far. It was interesting. It was really, you couldn't hear anything from in the front. And it was a little sedan, you know, that like that. And you couldn't, you couldn't really see in the front. And you definitely couldn't hear, you know. And the AC was broken. It was 85 degrees. So that would that. But it was interesting to ride in the back of a police car. And knowing that I'm not going to jail anytime soon, hopefully. So knock on wood. But it was good. Gave me a ride. Dropped me off at the airport because the airport has rental car places. So I thought, you know might be worth worth checking out so i go in there and i'm you know doing my thing and i i get i get to the place i have all look i got i took everything out of my car that i could at this point and so i've got a couple bags i've got loose bags of food that i was bringing which honestly everything i brought up to my folks place was basically dirty laundry and a backpack and that's it I came home with a lot more and that was a, that was, that was a bummer. I had my wetsuit. I had some food. I had fruit. I had, you know, all my laundry and everything else too. But I'm at the airport and I, I'm thinking like, what am I going to do? I go up to every single counter and they always, they either tell me that they don't have any cars or that they can't rent to me. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, what am I going to do? So, I think the only thing I can do is to fly. So, you know, being a seasoned veteran of the skies, I think it's, I, you know what? It's fine. I can do that. I can do that. No problem. So I find myself on a plane and I go to it from Greensboro to Charlotte and I have a layover in Charlotte. And so it's about a 30-minute flight. It ain't far. It really ain't far. And, you know, I, I kind of, I enjoy flying. I think flying is fun, you know. And so I thought it was a cool, cool thing to do again, you know. So soon as I had, you know, been, last time I was on a plane was coming back from Florida at the time that, I almost died from COVID, didn't get COVID, but I thought I had it for sure. And if you missed that episode, go back to early April or mid-April, and that should explain everything. I forget what episode number it is, but it's out there. Anyway, I'm in Charlotte Airport, and I'm like, you know what? I'm a hunger boy. I'm going to give me some food. 
So I go over to the Bone Jangles, and I give me some fried chicken, and it's good. Sweet tea is good. All that is all good. And I go to my gate, and I sit there for a little bit. Not really eventful. I walk. So, you know what? Airports are interesting. I like to go and see what's going on in the airport, in all the terminals. I just like to wander around in the airport. I don't know why this is, but when I'm in an airport, I'm going to be going everywhere I can just to scope it out because I think they're interesting places. It's like a it's it's like a Walmart that you can come and go to via the air. It's like a sky mall almost. And it's interesting because you have all these, you have all sorts of different things that you would never really think to put in one location. Like you have fashion designer brands, you've got fast food, you've got sit-down quality food restaurants. You've got fancy dining establishments. You've got wineries. I saw a winery in the Charlotte airport, which I know it's a big airport, but I mean, is it really that kind of airport to have a winery in? I don't know. In the middle of the Carolinas, just a winery. And I did go in there and they just had a ton of wine. Like, I mean, sell, like it was a, it was a big old cellar of wine. It was a really big cellar. A lot of wine. You know, and I was kind of thinking to myself, like, why do they serve alcohol in airports? Because we know how that turns out. You know, we've we seen the videos. I saw the United, I think it was, flight a couple of months ago where that guy was yelling all sorts of things at, you know, everyone. And every time that somebody gets on a confined space with other people when they are intoxicated... It, there's never a benefit. There's never a good outcome. All right. It's always, it's always mediocre at best. And I mean, cause you got folks coming in there, you know, they're like, Oh, it's 10 AM, but I'm in an airport. So let's go and drink. Let's have a drink. Right. So they're doing that. I find it odd that you would serve alcohol in an airport, a place where you need to be paying attention. Because if you don't pay attention, then you ain't going to get where you're going. And what's your plan when you're off the plane? Why, why do you feel like you need to be drunk to be on a plane? When, when did that start? Let me know. All right. When did that start? I don't know. But regardless of that, I get on the plane, you know, and I'm gone. I'm up there. I get, I get up. And as soon as we reach our cruising altitude, the pilot's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to prepare for landing. And I'm like, dude, we just got up there, dude. Are you not telling us that we're going to have to go to land, dude? What's going on? We just got in the sky, dude. I've never been on a flight that short in my life. $377. They go from Greensboro to Myrtle Beach via Charlotte. I mean, I guess that's two plane rides, but that's about an hour flight total, maybe a two, hour and a half. I'll cut it there. About a total of an hour and a half of flying. And they charge me 100 and 
No, $377. That's kind of bullshit. It's a little strange, you know, a little bit of a ripoff going on. I know gas is expensive and I'll get to the benefit in the end. But anyway, I get to Myrtle Beach at about 10 p.m. And my friend picks me up, brings me back. And I'm just sitting there in my room thinking, I am so glad to be home, A. And then B, when I left my house this morning, I had no idea, no idea that this was even out, that there was even a possibility that I would be near an airport, A. And then B, have, you know, catch two flights. Like that was random, you know. Shit happens, apparently. So I've been told. It happened to me. Bad things happen to good people all the time. You know, bad luck comes in threes, and that was my second stroke of it. So I knew there was going to be a third. And I'll tell you about the third later, because it happened today. But in any case... You know, this week has gone by pretty smoothly, I would say. Insurance is going to take care of the car damage. It got towed here to South Carolina. Like, it's across 501 for me to go and check on it. So, Tuesday afternoon rolls around, and, you know, I have a feeling that my car is near. You know, the Stokemobile is in the vicinity. So, I'm thinking it's within a mile away. Why don't I go walk to it? And this is where I made a mistake. You see, I'm not that smart. I try to be, but I ain't that smart. So I'm going, all right, I can walk to it, right? It's only across 501, which is a major highway, you know, that leads a lot of people to and from Myrtle Beach. So... I walk as far as I can to 501 through the woods. My school backs up to 501. So I go across. It's it's like, for y'all on YouTube, you can see this, but it's like a V pattern. Coastal Carolina is right where the microphone is currently. And over here is 501. My microphone's falling. Here we go. So this is 501. And this is 544 going to Surfside Beach. And this is going to Myrtle Beach. School's right here. Now, I can go. So I walked to 501. And then I had to cross it, which was sketchy. I come to, you know, I'm walking along the road. I feel like a homeless man. I feel very homeless during this entire thing. I got my backpack and that's it. I got my flippity flops on and that's it. So there's a stoplight going on and there's traffic. So I figure, oh, I can walk. You know, I can walk through the traffic. And I did. And it was sketchy and it was stupid. I know. I know it was stupid, Ma. Don't yell at me. I already know. All right. (laughs) I already know. Anyway, I'm walking along this road after I get that. I'm like, what am I doing? This is stupid. You know, it's stupid. What am I doing? And I was right to feel that way because I was being dumb. 
I was I was being very dumb, I must say. Um, but it do be like that sometimes. Anyway, I go down this road and I take a left turn, and there lies the Stoke Mobile in all of its broken glory and all of its smashed door and bent passenger side wheel. You know, thank God it was only that. I mean, honestly, I was expecting there to be a ton more damage based on the, the you know, the velocity and the veracity of the impact. There should have been a lot more damage. But it was only, you know, obviously there's some framework that needs to be done, you know, pulling out all that and new doors on the passenger side, new axle probably got to either bend that out or whatever, you know, new wheel maybe, um, quarter panel. But under the hood, everything's fine. And in the end, it'll be fixed and it'll be good. Went in there, talked to the lady, got it started. Gave her the insurance number. Insurance called me and be like, I, we got you. It's a great thing about having insurance. If you don't have insurance, get insurance. Because when something like this happens and you have people that have, that have your back and they're like, dude, we'll pay for it. It's all good. You know, it's all good. Just, you know, give us like your premium, you know, and then we can pay for everything. It's great to have that. They went over the coverage. They're like, bro, do you need a rental? Like, we got you. You know, we we cover 600 bucks worth of rental. And I'm like, I'll let you know if I want a rental. That's awfully nice. You know, for sure. I would like one maybe if I want to take a day trip somewhere, you know, but at this point in time, I don't need one. Everything's on campus I need. I know people who can go get me to the beach, you know, so that's fine. And that's the perks about having insurance and having good insurance. I, here's my PSA for insurance. I, if you don't got it, get it because it'll save you so much hassle, so much money, so much everything because they take care of everything. It's great. Police didn't even issue a citation. Thank God. I don't got to pay another stupid ticket. It sucks. I had the DMV harass me for nine months one time. Basically, I got in a car wreck and I was blamed for insurance purposes as per usual, you know, accelerating up a hill in the rain, you know, just trying to get home from a long day work. Lady, two cars ahead of me, turns into a Toyota dealership. By the way, she was a total Karen, too. I saw everything go down. And then I slam into the person behind her because she had to slam on her brakes, right? And so I, you know, glancing blow and my car, I, I was driving the 98 Camry at the time, totaled, of course, got it fixed. So it was fine. Um, but for nine months after that, and this is why I hate dealing with the DMV because they harassed me because I, I did everything they told me to do. I did like a whole safe driving course. This is over a year ago now. I did a whole safe driving course. I did a whole, I, I paid like a ton of cash to them. I went to their office. They freaked me out with a ton. They freaked me out because they were like, we're going to suspend your license tomorrow. You know, the date of this letter that they sent me in February was like literally the next day that they were going to like revoke something or do something else that was going to be 
detrimental to something at least. And so I was freaking out and I go to the place where I'm supposed to deal with this and they're closed. Of course, I try to call and nobody answers. Um, and so I'm freaking out. I'm like, bro, what, what am I going to do? Like, this is so messed up. You know, it, it, it was horrible. Like I felt like I was being harassed. And then the months after that, I got several more letters, you know, making me go into panic again because it was, you know, telling me all these things and I, I got a hold of someone and, it was so loose too. Like you never really got confirmation that things were sound. Like I remember the last time I dealt with them, thank God, was I got this letter that was like, we're going to revoke your license. And I'm like, bullshit. No, you're not. You know, don't be doing that. Don't threaten me with that. Okay. All I got was a following too closely ticket. That's it. And I, I paid, I, I literally did everything y'all told me to do. And then you sent me a letter saying, oh, wait, there's more. And then I did that. And then you you said it was all good. And then you sent me a letter saying, oh, do more, do more. Oh, by the way, we're going to revoke your license, right? Stupid. Come on. Are y'all really going to do this? It felt like harassment. It really genuinely did. For nine months of my life, I had to deal with this. And now I'm terrified of having to go through that again because it was so backwards because nobody knew what they were talking about because I had to explain my case about 18 dozen times to every single person I talked to and nothing ever seemed to resolve. And the last thing that I did with that was I had to fax something. I forget what it was. I had to fax something to someone and I faxed it twice to make sure course i had to make sure you know and then i never heard back nothing's happened since i'm very superstitious about this stuff i i mean would you be i bet you would so anyway going back to this no citation was issued knock on wood for sure at the scene, or I guess past the, I, I, I haven't heard nothing. So I'm just, I'm going to go with that and I'm going to hope for the best because bad luck comes in threes and I have my three for the while. So let's just deal with that right now. Um, and if y'all are wondering what my first stroke of bad luck was, go back to a couple episodes ago and I'll explain it all there. Basically, bad roommate sitch. But anyway, so I, I, I mean, good insurance, you know, it's good. It's really good. Anyway, I go across 501 again. Somehow, by the grace of God, I'm okay. And I didn't get hit by a car. So that's that's good. That's really good for me. And then, you know, I get back and I'm like, all right, it's out of my hands now. I can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to let let them do what they're going to do. And hopefully soon enough, I'll have my car back and it'll be good as new. And that's awesome. 
And I was looking into the, you know, how they fix cars after huge wrecks and stuff. And obviously mine is a lot more minor than, you know, other people's have been. And it's really fascinating, honestly, how they fix cars. Because, yeah, they replace parts and everything, but they bend out the frame of the car and then they tap out the dents and then they like, you know, install new parts and they just they make it new. They make it new. It's crazy. It's crazy how just they can take something that's completely destroyed and just make it new again. It's awesome. I'm stoked on it, dude. I'm genuinely stoked on it. For sure, dude. It, it, it's gnarly. You know, it's pretty nuts. But I think it's really cool. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It'll be good as new. So besides that, um, I took Instagram photos for someone the other day. That's something new that I've never done before. It was pretty cool. I just kind of like took pictures at different angles and hoped it turned out all right. And she said it did. So it did. But I'm now a photographer for Instagram pictures. So you on Instagram pictures, I got you, dude. I got you. So, yeah, it's pretty chill. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I did a test today. I had a test for marine science. It was pretty lit. Um, definitely crushed. I've been crushing hard on the studying. I would say, you know, the studying for sure helped, but it's really interesting how I study. It's not so much looking at the book for this class, because this is all information that I'm genuinely stoked on. So I'm just kind of out there vibing with this material on the daily and i'm out you know so so i could be out surfing you know riding some gnarly swell and i'll just be thinking in the back of my mind you know as i as i plunge into the water I'll be like dude i wonder what the density of this water is dude you know because you can measure density with a refractometer and you can measure the level of salt, dude, the salinity of the water, which is not just salt. It's the total amount of dissolved solids in the water. Really dank. All right. It's the amount of dissolved solids in the water. So you have chlorine, right, or chloride. That stuff, you can measure that. And salt itself, you want to get just the salt. All right? You want to know what the salt content is. If salt content is equal to chloride. So you've measured the level of chloride in the water. You found the salt. So you have the salinity, Na, which is salt, and Cl, which is chloride. So overall sodium chloride, which makes up seawater, all of this all stuff. So if you find one, you can get the other. So that's called titration, dude. So titration is tight, like titration, T-I-T. It's also tight. Dank. What up? Boom, clap. All right. So I'll just be thinking about that. And, you know, about how the mestaciti is the baleen whale and the odontaciti is the tooth whale. 
and all tooth whales use echolocation, you know, to get their prey, dude. And then I'm over there, I'm seeing some fish jump. I'm like, dude, some dolphin named Greg out there in the wild blue yonder. All right, dude, he could be like echolocating those fish right now. That's dang. Not if some other charismatic megafauna, a.k.a. shark or sea turtle comes and gets those fish first. Even though sea turtles don't even eat fish, dude. Not usually, at least. There's only one herbivorous species of sea turtle in the entire ocean. It's the green sea turtle. Did you know that squid in the phylum cephalopod, they are cephalopods, um, they can get huge. They can get huge. I'm talking like almost the size of a whale, dude. In my textbook, there's like a graph, like a diagram of the size of a whale, the size of a little tiny squid, a giant squid, and then a colossal squid, dude. The colossal squid's kind of huge. It's mega, dude. So I don't know, I'll just be thinking about that. So that's how I study, basically. So it's kind of gnarly, kind of nuts how I do that. But yeah, got to hydrate. Again, this is my podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever I feel like talking about. And if I feel like talking about my study habits and my car wrecks, then I'm going to do that. And if you don't like it, you can move on. Listen to Joe Rogan. All right. I do. He's an interesting guy. He had Sanjay Gupta on the other day. That was a bold move. And I think a really good one. It was a bold move on Sanjay's part. And I think a really, really good one on Joe's part. Because then, you know, they cleared a bunch of stuff up. And it was dank. I was genuinely stoked to see them two getting along and sorting through some things and making sense of the situation. You know, it's so hard to make sense of things these days. And like when you get two people who are on different ends of things and don't see eye to eye, but they have a conversation, you know, they have discourse, dude. I think that's awesome. And they did. And like, they had such a really good rapport during the entire thing too. You know, they're drinking whiskey, having a good time, dude. Just chatting about everything. They even started off with talking about something not even COVID-related, which was, like, really cool. So give that a listen for sure. Um, oh, yeah. who? Some comedian got canceled as well. I forgot his name, but he got canceled. Although I really think that you only get – canceled so to speak if you buy into the cancel culture itself if you i feel like if you don't you know buy into the idea of being canceled for something then it doesn't affect you if you just don't care it won't affect you it's just a bunch of people oftentimes yelling about a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter anyway most of the time Um, And it's all very subjective, I feel, you know, it's all very subjective where it's like, oh, we're just going to totally disregard the fact that humans are imperfect and people make mistakes and times change. And we're going to hold you to the standards that we believe, you know, 
that we believe today, you know, we're going to hold you to today's standards in our eyes on stuff that you said 10, 15 years ago. Because that makes sense. That's using your mind, your brain right there. Makes sense to do that, to hold somebody, you know, 15 years ago to hold like, dude, it's just a major boat fest. They're just trying to cancel people over the dumbest things these days, too. I heard this poor girl in California somewhere. She, I think this is the peak of cancel culture. She got canceled, so so be canceled over the fact that she won a beauty pageant. And I heard about this on another podcast. So I did some research and it turns out the only reason why they tried to cancel her is because she won a beauty pageant that had a history of discrimination like a hundred years ago. Let that sink in. They tried to cancel her over winning something that at one time was discriminatory. So I think that's a little extreme. She literally was freaking out too. She was like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? It's like, no, you did nothing wrong. You literally did everything right. You just want a pageant, whatever. You know, who cares? Times change. You know, everything in the past, a lot of things were pretty horrible for sure. There was definite injustices, still are for sure, you know. But to have somebody, you know, to, to, call, to call someone out on something that they didn't even do, like she was not herself being racist by winning a beauty pageant. Look, everything back then was a little bit screwed up, a little backwards, you know. Everything was no, no exclusion on this, but why would you go after her? Like she did nothing wrong. Poor girl just trying to, you know, doing her best. Like what's wrong with that? So I found that interesting, you know, and I was kind of like, why would you, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. You know, none of this makes sense anyway. So, um, but yeah, I was just kind of thinking overall, like if you don't buy into cancel culture, then it doesn't really affect you because it's all social. You know, it's all just a bunch of people deciding that in their eyes, what you did is wrong or what you said 15 years ago is now in their eyes today wrong. So just, you know, next time, Y'all do that. Next time someone gets canceled, just keep in mind that, you know, people are imperfect. People make mistakes. Ain't nobody perfect. I'm sure as hell not perfect. I make mistakes every day, you know, every day. But yeah, people change over time too. So don't think that something that someone said 15 years ago is what they would say now. Or what they would do now. I don't know. Just an interesting thought. But again, if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't care, it won't affect you. Interesting thought. Food for the brain, dude. Food for thought. You know, chilling, dude. But anyway, yeah. 
So on to my third stroke of bad luck. So, you know, I wake up today, everything's fine. And, you know, I'm at the beach, I'm chilling, having a good time. And I get a phone call from my dad. I pick it up and he's like, mom's in the hospital. And I'm like, repeat, dude. And he was like, she had a seizure, pretty major. And I was like, hold up. What? And he's like, everything's fine. I should have prefaced it with that. So everything's all good, you know, recovered, fine. Don't know what went wrong. That's the scary part. But she's doing fine now. She's doing good. Just tired. Had a long day, of course. Um, but yeah, things happen. And that's the scary thing is that things happen. And you don't know why sometimes. All our tests came back thus far fine. So we don't know. We may never know. It was just a random thing that happened. It's a bummer. You know, and it, it's something that I, I really kind of f- went into a different mode in my thinking of. Um, and, and I mean, I've always been one to put other people first, but when something like this happens, I've learned about myself that I really that's the only thing I think about is their well-being and what can I do to help them? And, you know, how can I be of assistance to them? What do they need? You know, are they, com- are they comfortable? All that stuff. So I feel like in a, in a time of crisis is when you really find out what you're made of, I feel. Um, just overall, you know, in any crisis, too. Like, it doesn't have to be specifically someone winding up in the hospital. It's completely random, too. Like, I mean, nobody, she was normal, like, yesterday. Like, nobody knows. Um, seizure though, not stroke, not heart attack. We're pretty healthy family. So we have no reason to be concerned. Doctors say she's Gucci and not American Eagle, which is good. She Gucci. So we chill. She'll be all right. She's fine now. Don't know what happened. She's just fine. So it's all good. But I worry about people sometimes. You know, I worry about how people are doing, you know, and just in general, people who I don't even keep in contact with sometimes, a lot of the time I think about, and I wonder if they're good, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So that's my third stroke of bad luck, hoping, you know, Hey, bad luck comes in threes. So I should be good for a while. I should be Gucci. Um, but yeah, going to a boat show in Georgetown on Sunday, two days from now. Um, I'll let y'all know for sure how that goes because it's a wooden boat show. I like I always sailboat show. I love sailing, first of all. I really do love sailing and the sport and everything. It's just such a great time. Um, I went out, I don't know if I said this on the podcast last time, but I went out on an 18-foot Hobie cat, yellow, you know, uh, cat, catamaran the other weekend and just had a blast, dude. I mean, it was so fun to just launch from the beach, assemble it there, 
you know, raise the sail. It's much more of a raw experience when you're in a small boat versus big boat, because small boat, you get, you can feel everything so much more. There's no comfort. There's no cabin. It's literally two pontoons and a sail. You know, you got ropes, you're managing ropes with your hand. You're steering with a rudder, you know, with one hand and you're just, you know, having a great time getting wet, you know, soaked and stoked for sure. I was soaked and stoked. It's a great time, you know, really fun. So that's, that, that was that, you know, it was a really good time. I love sailing. So boat show should be dank for sure. I'll let y'all know. Um, but yeah, you know, seize a day, make the most of every day, because if you don't, you're going to miss out because life's short. Look, sometimes you are lucky to be alive. Like every day I wake up and I'm just stoked that the sun is there, even on a cloudy day. I'm just so stoked to wake up because I know that there's opportunity within the day. And that's what it's all about. dude. That is what it's all about. It's just being stoked about every day, finding the stoke within the day. And you know, my grandfather said this a long time ago, and it's always stuck with me. He said, the Lord's going to give you a perfect day, but it's up to you to mess it up. So, yeah, it's up to you to mess it up. I think that's going to be my quote of the week. Because, you know, sure, there's been a bit of negativity in my life. But the day is what you make it, you know, and I'm just being stoked, staying stoked every day about anything I can, because there's a lot to be grateful for and a lot to be, you know, happy about every single day. You know, not every day is going to be great. You're going to have pitfalls. You're going to have downfalls. You're going to have bad days. But even during those bad days, even, even, you know, Eat like good days. I've been having a lot more good days than bad for sure, which is great. But I mean, just like the car wreck incident, I found the stoke in that day, which was all right. I have a situation. Let's figure this out. Let's make it happen, you know? So I made the most of that situation. And whatever you're going through, dude, out there, dude, like, Making the most of that, finding a way to be stoked on it, even if it's not a good situation, is everything. So keep chugging along. Find the stoking every day. You know, even on a bad day, you can look at something as small as the sunshine. A bird, dude. Green trees, you know, the breeze. Warm weather, you know. Seeing a turtle. Just thinking about that. Enjoying whatever part of the day you possibly can. You got to enjoy every day, you know, and you can't just like work, work, work hard, hard, hard every single day of your life. You'll get so burnt out so quickly, dude. You know, it's no bueno. You can't do that. It's not good for you. What you got to do is like enjoy the day every day, you know, even if it means that. You work, you know, a certain amount of years more before you get to enjoy full freedom 
of basically anything, financial freedom, we'll just take that as an example. Like if you want financial freedom and you say, oh, by 40, if I work my ass off, if I bust my ass to get this by 40, I can have it. What's it going to do to your health, though? You know, long-term health, you might not live as long. You might live 10, 20 years shorter alive because of the amount of stress and anxiety that you're putting on your body during those, you know, 25 years, 30 years, maybe, you know, you never know. And I just think that, I mean, what are you going to do if you're going to work, if you're going to work your ass out for 20 years, you know, say you start at age 20, age 21, you know, graduate college. And you bust your butt for 20 years. You're like, I want to retire by 45. Okay, 25 years. Or 50. You know, you be, you're in the prime of your life at that point. You know, every, your, your body's, it's only downhill from there, to be honest. It's all downhill from there. But if you think to yourself, like, I'm just going to work so hard you know, and I'm not going to care about anything else. You're not going to have a family. You know, you're not going to have developed relationships with people. You're not going to have good health overall. Um, socially, you might not be doing well. Mentally, you might be a complete mess. Physically, you're probably going to be, you know, worn down for sure. And mentally, for sure, worn down. I just, I just think that, you know, if you really want to live a good life, a full life, and hell, I mean, you might be working so hard and that might take years off of your life, which is no bueno. I mean, one hot dog takes off about 36 seconds of your life. That's a scientific fact. And if you're taking off, you know, if you're eating hot dogs for lunch every day, that's like a minute a day times how many you know, years you eat that at your desk, grinding away. You're just like decreasing the years, man. It's no point. Life is short, dude. It's already short enough, you know? Like I'm almost 20 and it's like, I can see the life is short. Especially you have a new appreciation for life when you go through something that might be traumatic, you know, or something that might not be ideal. Or something that's, you know, like that. But you got to make the most of every day is the point. Because, look, you can work. You can work hard. But in the end, what is that if you don't enjoy life? Just work. You know, taking. I would rather gain financial freedom later in life. Well, live comfortably, obviously, in the meantime, you know, but I would rather be a happier person, be a healthier person, develop relationships, you know, stay stoked every day than be sad and stressed every day until one day I don't have to be anymore. But how many, how much damage have I already done, you know? Am I an angry old man by age 50, age 45? I hope not, you know? I'd rather be stoked than 50. I'd rather be looking good and looking bronzed at 50 and feeling good at 50 and not yet retire, you know? I have an urge to work 
I'm the kind of person who needs to keep themselves busy or else I get bored, quite frankly. Like, I really do enjoy working. I really do enjoy working. You know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a productive person and I need to be productive in order to feel accomplished, in order to feel good, you know? So it's just something I like to do. And I think that's a good way of doing it. So, yeah, make the most of every day, you know, find the stoking every day, do something you love every day, do what you love and call it work. That's a thought. So, something to keep in mind, for sure. wonder how long we've been running. I haven't been keeping tabs on the time. Don't matter. I'm just ranting anyway. But hope you all found this interesting. I'm just going to go ahead and do my quote dude moment. I did my quote. I'll do my dude. My do the week. Let's see. Uh, my do the week this week is going to have to be. Going to have to be the person who picked me up from the airport and was such a legend about it. Yeah. Because she was just like, dude, I got you. You know, shit happens. And so great about it. So, legend of the week goes to you, dude. What up? Legend status acquired. So, stoked on that. Um, also, I feel like the world's a good place overall. I genuinely feel like the world is a good place and that people are good inherently. I think that people are good. Sure. There are a few eyeballs who aren't, but I believe that overall people are good, you know, because at least I will go out of my way for someone else. And I know that a lot of people, everyone who I know, deep down, you know, we're, I feel like we're the human part of the human condition is caring for others and is being there when people need you and not ignoring people when they need help. So shout out to all the wonderful humans out there. You know, I feel like the world's a good place overall. I feel like mercy is granted. Mercy is given when it's needed for the most part. Um, in the end, um, and yeah, I'm just stoked on that for sure. So it's my do the week, you know, let's see my moment of the week. Huh? It's been one hell of a week. There's been a lot of moments, not so great moments, but I would honestly have to say that a highlight would be today, this whole day. I've had a really great day. I did a test, dude. Felt great about it, dude, which means I'm going to be doing average on it. So if I felt average about it, I would be doing bad, but I feel really good on it. So I might be doing all right. So I'm stoked. And in the end, dude, C's get degrees. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's it, dude. Had a great day. Went to the beach. Bronzed. 
got stoked, feel stoked, swim in the ocean, dude. Mother, mother ocean, I missed you, dude. Uh, I did miss the ocean a ton. That definitely solidifies that this is where I belong, you know. South Carolina. It's a beautiful place to be. Really great. So, yeah, I'm stoked, you know. Things aren't always great. Cars in the shop. Mom's going through a tough time. You know what? So I want you make it. So anyway, thanks for listening to this uh, week's episode of the Musings of Men podcast. Um, solo app this week, a little, a little something different, you know. See what comes to my mind. See what see what I say. You know, it's always random. I feel like I'm the only one with time management skills here, but you know what? Whatever. I forgive. It's fine. I'll do it. I'll carry through. I feel like if you put good out into the world, good will come back to you. So anyway, give us a follow on Instagram at The Musings of Men. Check out our YouTube page where we have all of our things uploaded and some extra stuff for you there, too. So hope you all enjoy it, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Stay stoked. Be good and stay safe.